We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. To be honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Tell me who can guard in this league. I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by BetMGM. It's Friday, December 18th, 2020. Alex Barufa here. And on the line, we have Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! This podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, RotoWire.com, and also now YouTube. Uh, we would appreciate nice reviews on those platforms. Today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, underrated players for this upcoming season. But first, the news. Uh, some big performances yesterday. In the preseason, we had Christian Wood, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, no turnovers, 1 steal and 1 block in 24 minutes. Uh, Shannon, are you worried about the position battle between him and DeMarcus Cousins at all? I, I am a little bit because Cousins has looked pretty good. He looks healthy. Um, and with Wood, it's just it's an odd fit. 
having both those guys play together more so on the defensive end. You know, I, I think on offense, they both can stretch the floor good enough. Uh, but I do worry about that fit on, on the defensive side. So it does temper my expectations for both of the players uh, a little bit. But it was nice to see Wood come out and have that type of perf- performance after sitting out the previous couple of preseason games. Shannon, I would think contract-wise, more of the concern is Cousins, right? I mean, they're invested in Wood for three years. What was it, $50 million, $41 million. Um, It's Cousins on the one-year deal, but I think if they need to sit one, it'd be him, though, right? Sure, of course. That that logic is very logical, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a hot start. All right. Hey, Steph oh. Curry, big game. Yeah. 29 points, six boards, three assists, only one turnover. Nice to see, plus two steals in 29 minutes. Uh, Alex, how high are you gonna? Are you willing to draft Curry? It's tough. I mean, I'm still worried about kind of his age, uh, injury history, especially the amount of miles he has on him uh, in the postseason. Him and guys like Draymond. Obviously, we've seen what's happened to Clay. Um, I I don't think I would draft him number one. But I can see people drafting him over Giannis. I can see people drafting him, um, I, I mean, as high as two or three. I'm not sure I would go that high because I still like Anthony Davis in that range. I still like James Harden at number one for the most part. Um, Towns is still good. But I can't blame anybody for drafting Curry at three or something. One, two or three to me is still quite a bit bit of a reach, um, mainly due to age, how you know how well that team's going to perform things, things along those lines. Uh, you know, I mean, he's already jumped up, right? He was more in the 10 to 12 range before preseason and draft season really started. And he's up there to six, seven, eight now. And, and I think that's the range I would be comfortable picking him in. Um, I do. You know, they're. There's a good chance, especially in point-based leagues, it's a little bit different. But in rotisserie, eight-category leagues, there's a very good chance he could be the number one ranked player this year. Uh, you know, due to his strong percentages, the the insane amount of three-pointers that he hits every year, he might have to shoulder a little bit bigger of a scoring load than he has in the past. Uh, you know, Thompson's out. Draymond Green's not as, you know, Draymond Green has declined some uh, since his prime. So we we could see one of the best seasons of Curry's career. I just think it's all about the game count, right? Like, Absolutely. You know, how much is he going to play? I You know, there's some injury risk with Davis, though he had a healthy season last year. Harden's, per, you know, criticize Harden all you want, and he is looking a little chubby, but uh, he plays games. He's a gamer. Even when hurt, he plays hurt. Uh, Towns quality game count, Damian Lillard quality game count. I mean, Curry's more five, six, seven range for me. I just don't expect more than 80% of the season out of him. I, yeah, I am with you, Ken. Exactly the same thing. Uh, I don't, I can't envision picking him before like eight or nine. Ooh. All right, like Alex, take us. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, I was just saying, like you said, Shannon, his ADP is so low. You don't have to draft him at number two. Um, right. Probably depends where your draft position is, how you feel. But John Morant has been looking incredible this preseason. Uh, Last night, 18 points, 13 assists, only three turnovers Uh, per 36 minutes in three preseason games. He's averaging 25 points, 14 assists with only 1.8 turnovers, uh, which is absolutely insane. Uh, 6.8 rebounds, 1.8 steals. 
ADP on Yahoo right now is 27. Uh, Ken, do you think that's too high or too low? Well, I'm trying to find them on the uh, Rotowire projection rankings. We have them. Uh, we have them lower than that. I think we have them somewhere between 40 and 60. Yeah. Um. So you know, I tend to go with the site when in doubt. I mean, he's option number one, especially with Jackson out. So that's great. Uh, certainly TOs are an issue is going to be a high TO guy. Um, if that's something your league tracks or not, but you know, uh, we love sophomores. Rookies are always yep. overrated. Sophomores are always underrated. There's obviously a lot of room for improvement, uh, in this young player's game. It's tough. I think he's ranked appropriately. Uh, you know, in most sites have him ranked somewhere in like the early, basically the late thirties to mid forties is usually the range you'll find him in, but he's getting drafted top 30 on average, you know, that 25 to 30 range. It's tough for me. Uh, that's, that's a little bit higher than I would like to pick him. You, you know, similar ADPs are, are Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Jamal Murray goes a little bit later than that. Um, I like Morant a lot and I expect him to improve upon his numbers from last year. The the biggest concern for me is really like the, the defensive stats. I know the points and the assists are going to be there. He's going to rebound well for a point guard. Are the steals going to be there? He averaged just a hair under one steal per game last year. I expect that will improve. And then three pointers, you know, does he have that stroke yet? You know, 0.93 pointers per game. If I'm picking a point guard in, especially with a top 30 pick, they better be be hitting like one and a half, three pointers per game. We've got them in our projections uh, just behind Malcolm Brogdon. So who would you two fellas like to? I would pick two? Morant all day long. Yeah, upside. All day long. Yeah, yeah. The upside is is better there. Free throw shooting a little concern with Ja. I'd say outside of fantasy, I always want my point guard to shoot well from the line because he's supposed to do the clutch time ball handling. It's probably something he'll grow into, but maybe it's a little concern. I would argue 78% for a rookie. A 20-year-old rookie is actually damn good. He'll get there. Yes, damn good in reality. A little concerning for your fantasy squad this year, though. He'll be fine. Ken, tell us about Gordon Hayward. Uh, Oft injured, Gordon Hayward, dealing with a broken finger. Status for regular season opener unclear. It's on his shooting hand. It's on his right hand. They're calling it day-to-day. I don't get that. I don't, how do you shoot with a broken finger on your hand? Uh, seems there's a decent chance he's going to be ready to go, though. This worries me. This worries me a lot because it's his shooting hand. Um, you know, I don't think the fingers related to his ankle and the other injury issues he's had. Uh I'm sure the accountant for the Hornets is already overly concerned. <laughs> but, hey, ADP of 51 still feels pretty safe to me. Um, I've been getting him lower in a few – my personal drafts. Um, he's a huge injury risk uh, when this finger does heal. Uh, but he's also scoring option number one when he plays. Uh, I don't know. Where, where do you guys see – what's your preferred draft range for Gordon? I think uh, I was going to say, I, I think 50 to 60 is fine. I mean, once you start getting into the 60s and 70s anyway, a lot of times you're shooting for more upside. Um, I'm not sure I would draft. I mean, I don't think I would draft him any higher than 51. Because I think CBS has him ranked at 21, which just is insanity to me. 
yeah sections that's ignore but, ignore all cbs rankings they're <laughs> a mess what do you fine think? A fine business-to-business partner of Rotowire, though. Yes, absolutely wonderful. <laughs> uh, I, I was actually, I was extremely high on Hayward. This doesn't impact me chasing after him too much. It's the fifth finger, or the little finger, or the pinky finger. And with that, I mean, anyone who's ever shot a basketball uh, adequately knows that the pinky really doesn't impact that. So, Ken, you do get, you know. Since you don't really know how to shoot, you get a pass on that. Um, but I, I don't, I don't expect it. You know, like, like the news reports suggest, he's he's not going to be out long. He's, it's not going to, it's not going to impact him. So it Have doesn't you really impact. Hoops with a broken pinky on your shooting hand. I've played hoops with every single finger and toe broken at the same time without any issues. Wow! While holding a smoke, that's impressive. Yes. Uh, it's no, I, I, I have actually Ken, and it doesn't, it doesn't impact your shooting that much more so dribbling more than shooting actually. Um, but That's I, also the key for the game. yes. Yeah. I, I just don't, I was, I was high on Hayward. I would, I would have picked him in that 50 to 60 range all day long in some formats that are shallow, uh, with the wing position, you had to draft him earlier than that. I mean, I, I select him with, like, I think I picked him with like 35th, 36th pick right in that range in a couple best ball leagues. But that's basically format dependent. Um, most standard leagues, 50 to 60 range, I'm still all over it. I actually think you're getting a good discount because of the finger injury. Well, I mean, all injury risk guys kind of that have high upside go a tick up or two in best ball, right, Shannon? Yeah, a little bit, but this is this his cost in this in certain best ball formats is purely position dependent. Like it's all about the position eligibility in that one. Hayward's one of those guys that gives you a little in every category, uh, which kind of just gives you a lot of flexibility in filling out the rest of your roster. Alex, yep. take us to the ongoing saga. That's the Houston Rockets. I, I think it is officially a saga at this yeah. point uh, with James Harden. Uh, new reporting. So uh, kind of between Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams Sharania, which are maybe, I don't know why both top NBA reporters have tough names. The 76ers have reportedly made Ben Simmons available, quote unquote, in some packages. Uh, the Rockets are expanding trade discussions also beyond uh, Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Um, so it seems like a lot of momentum is picking up, um, and kind of, I don't piggybacking. Under, you know, I Go gotta ahead. interrupt. I don't understand that one storyline about rockets are expanding trade discussions. Of course the rockets are, you know, if, if the Vancouver Grizzlies wanted to offer a huge package, you'd say, fine. I don't care if it works out at your end or not. Like, just because Harden's like, oh, I will graciously allow you to speak to these teams. Who cares? If you can move them, if some team's willing to take the risk of him pouting or not, of course the Rockets should talk to these other teams. Yeah, I assume Brooklyn and Philadelphia are both lowballing Houston because every other exactly. team, if, if you're if you're another team in the league and you're afraid that Harden is going to hate being there, you're not going to offer a lot. And so the Nets and 76ers know that. Um Regardless of all this, do you think Harden, maybe not regardless, do you think he should still be the number one pick in fantasy? Um, because I think like there is a concern he'll get traded and have a lesser role, right? But he could also end up being more efficient from the from 
mostly from the field. Um, maybe or, he'll, or he does what I just said, meaning he gets dealt to a team he doesn't want to go to and then pouts and sulks sure. or decides to show up a few days late after another Atlanta Vegas visit. It's also a possibility. What do you think, Shannon? It, it's tough. Um, he, I will say, all right. So last year, Harden was, you know, far and away the number one ranked fantasy player. I believe. I, I don't. I believe it was a significant margin. Um, yeah. And he played with Russell Westbrook, who is a top twenty fantasy player for this season. So it, it's it doesn't concern me too much. Um, Brooklyn wouldn't concern you. Brooklyn, no, Brooklyn does. Brooklyn does. It depends on the, on the team. I, I actually, I believe Brooklyn's the most likely trade destination. I believe they have the best package, uh, but that's because I don't believe Philly will include Ben Simmons in a package. So that means to me, Brooklyn's package with Levert is the best package to get. Uh, if Levert goes to the Rockets, he's he's a top thirty fantasy player. Uh, he, he's going to be an all-star uh, as as a number one or number two option with the team. Uh, Levert's amazing, and I think that the Rockets should take him uh, if the, if he's on the table. Um, but with Harden's overall fantasy value, it, it'll take a ding. But he he's still going to be top five, top five, right. top five. If it's I say top ten with Brooklyn, top five with anyone else. I personally think he's going to Philly. I think Maury is the kind of team president that has the cojones to make such a big deal and take on a risk of a possibly pouting uh, Harden. And I do think he'll include Ben Simmons, which I think would make it a better package than what Brooklyn's offering. I think Simmons versus Levert's a no-brainer. Um, but uh, I, you know what I can't get over, though, is how chubby he looks. I know you mentioned this last week, Shannon. He still shot the ball perfect. In this preseason, I mean, the shot's amazing. The handle's amazing, but he looks chubby, which doesn't bode well for defense. Chubby James Harden's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that T-shirt. Got to get that T-shirt with a round, with a round-looking recent Harden on it. We had a good performance from Alonzo Ball the other night, Ken. Yeah, coming off the bench, I fa- I just found their minutes rotation interesting, though maybe with um, Gordon out, it doesn't matter. But uh, they started oh, Graham been, and Rosier. Sorry, we meant, we, we meant Lamelo. Oh, ah, geez, sorry. Yes. No, it's okay. All issue there. Uh, yeah. Um, Ball coming off the bench, 18 with five dimes and a steal in just 26 minutes. Graham and Rosier both started, which we sort of expected. They both saw 28 minutes. The three guards led them in scoring. Um, it's kind of what we expected before they made right the uh, Hayward signing. Uh, they went small a lot. Uh, PJ Washington started. I saw some minutes at center. Anyway, I just thought it's interesting. Uh, I do think not just Charlotte, but any team with a rookie this year really ought to develop them by bringing them off the bench against lower competition for the first few weeks. Let them gradually earn their way into the starting rotation, which is, I think, what Charlotte will do with LaMelo. Yeah, I, I like LaMelo off the bench. Um, him and Miles Bridges already have some really great highlights together. Um, you know, Bridges, one of the best dunkers in the league. LaMelo can help that second unit kind of function with a lot of guys who obviously aren't that good because they're backups on Charlotte. Um, and we'll get to this a little later. Oh, he's, got Br- he's got Bridges playing with him on that second unit. It's not bad. He does. Bridges is good. Um, 
But I, they're not that, again, they're not that deep of a team. They might run like an eight, nine man rotation a lot of nights. Um, we'll kind of see about the LaMelo at small forward thing. I'm not sure if that's real. Um, we'll get to this later. I'm not that worried about Devontae Graham or Terry Rozier. Um, well, and but, on defense, top, you know, LaMelo being a point forward type, I'm not sure he's fast enough to guard first class speedy point guards in the NBA. You know, he might be better off guarding a wing on D. Uh, playing a little small forward. He's still really light. He'll get pushed around a lot uh, playing that position early in his yes. career until he adds maybe like 20 pounds or something like that. Cause he is, he's very, he's just thin at this point, yeah, but svelte. he has the size. Um, also the Grizzlies beat the Hawks last night. Brandon Clark uh, was healthy, but came off the bench. Uh, this was his first preseason game after missing some time with an injury. Grayson Allen ended up getting the start um, DeAnthony Melton got the start before that. So I'm not really sure what Taylor Jenkins is going to do here. Maybe he keeps bringing Clark off the bench. Maybe he likes his energy. You'd still think with Jaron Jackson out that, yeah. you know, Clark is going to play close to 30 minutes, if not more than 30 minutes. Um, he had 7.6 rebounds in 18 minutes. He's kind of like a, he's just like a spark plug power forward, which there aren't really that many in the NBA. Um, and Grace Allen is the exact opposite. He's like a wet towel. <laughs> <laughs> he was, Hey, he was, he was good in the bubble. And I think he's, I think he's always going to have that stigma attached to him. Cause he's Grace and Allen. Right. But he's, he, I think he's going to end up being a pretty good rotation player in the NBA. If I'm being honest. Okay. A starter. Eh, borderline, pretty borderline. Uh, maybe a six man type, you know, 26 minutes, something like that. Maybe not. I a would, team. I was surprised to see Clark come off the bench, but the injury, bringing him gradually back after Andregas makes sense. Shannon, what were you going to say? I was, Grayson Allen's future is a ninth man type, but not a sixth man. Six man on a bad team. Let's, yeah. let's, 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 <laughs> let's be real. You and I, the three of us would love to be a ninth man on even a terrible NBA team. That'd be the dream. I would love to be a ninth man on a city rec league team. Okay. <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about Brandon Clark for a second. Yeah. You know, coming off the bench. Yeah. I, how, how, how high are you guys on him this year? I, I don't think his, I mean, you've got Jaron Jackson out for probably the first month of the season, three, four weeks. Uh, so that should give Clark some opportunity for extra minutes, but overall for the entirety of the season, Let's assume Jackson comes back and is 100%. How high are you on Clark this year? Well, I'm high on Clark because I don't I don't know if Jackson ever comes back 100%. Does he ever play more than 30 or 40 games in a row? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, and I just trust Clark's talent. So, uh, you know, Rotowire projects him, have him at 58 in eight-category leagues. I like that. I like... I like drafting Clark a lot cheaper than Jackson. Uh, so, uh, and I put that in my uh, one question column. Uh, I, I like Clark's upside too. I think he has only scratched the surface again, going into his sophomore season. I think he's only scratched the surface on what he can produce. Yeah. I, I think he's going under drafted. I mean, he ranked per game last season, 106th and uh, he, his ADP right now is 95 on Yahoo. And I think that's just kind of a product of the casual NBA fan. The casual fantasy player has no idea who Brandon Clark is. They have no idea that he was good last season. 
Um, and a lot of them probably I've heard people talk about the Grizzlies like they have no idea Jaron Jackson is going to miss like a month and as sure. a tarp meniscus. So um, I'm pretty high on him. I'll gladly draft him in this like, I guess, 80 range of his ADP is 95. I'll, I'll try to grab him like a round ahead of his yeah. ADP for sure. Well, and if you're Memphis, too, don't you also kind of want to load manage Jaron Jackson this year coming off that torn meniscus? Like, I'm not putting him in back to backs that first month back. That'd be crazy. We'll see. He's young. It depends on how he feels. Uh, you know, the one one interesting part about Clark is he, he like you mentioned, what was he like 105, 106 range for for overall value last year, Alex? And he played 22 and a half minutes per game. So just give him give him 28 or 29 minutes and yeah. the guy's going to be a beast. Uh, I've been I, I've landed him in quite a few spots. I am. I'm curious to see how they handle it, though. He only started four games last year, you know, despite the the fact that Memphis had numerous opportunities, put him in there for Jackson or other hurt players. They only went with him as starter four times. And one of those one of those starts, I think he left uh, in the first quarter with an injury. So there we haven't seen him get much, much run. I mean, the, the amount of times he eclipsed 30 minutes uh, were Maybe not even I would have to go through the entire game log, but I don't think he played more than 30 minutes uh, more than a handful of times. So I just need to see him get that run before I'm 100 percent in. But I'm like 90 percent in right now. Same. Yeah, he he needs to improve his three point shot. He's his form is weird, but he's a good free throw shooter. So that's that always gives us some hope. I'll say this, though, 35 percent from three as a rookie. Not bad. Room for there's room for improvement clearly, but uh, uh, I thought it was a decent start as a rook shooting from three, Absolutely. knowing that there's room to grow. Okay, so we have a message from our friends at BetMGM. Sports betters know that magic happens when you turn a hunch into action and apply the right amount of expertise. That's why BetMGM has teamed up with RotoWire to offer new BetMGM customers a free six-month RotoWire subscription when they place their first bet. Register on the BetMGM app or website, and once you make your first sports wager, you'll receive a season's length of RotoWire's unmatched sports insights. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books by signing up and placing your first bet today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, Tennessee, and West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada and 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. Or if someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Okay, so today's main topic, underrated players for 2020-21. Last week we did overrated players, so if you missed that podcast, you can go back um, and check that out. Um, Ken, this is someone that I know that you you really like and that you've liked for a long time is Fred Van Fleet. I have etched him in stone for our underrated uh, discussion the last four years. Uh, I say this every off season FVV has improved each of his four seasons in the association. He put up 17.6 points, 3.8 boards, 
6.6 assists last year. Uh, his backcourt mate, Kyle Lowry's 34 years old. Freddie Van Vliet is just 26. Toronto's already saying they're going to limit Lowry's minutes. Van Vliet has an ADP of the lower 40s. He's a third-round pick to me. Uh, gentlemen, am I wrong? No. Well, yes, you're wrong in saying that he's underrated because he's finally properly rated. You know, he's the AD, properly paid. He's getting the Benjamins. Properly paid. He's properly rated in fantasy, too. I mean, but he's getting drafted ahead of Kyle Lowry in most drafts, as he should be. He's getting drafted in the same range as guys like D'Angelo Russell and De'Aaron Fox. Like, he is... He is finally proper, properly rated. Now, if for whatever reason you can get him at discount, if you're, you know, if you're in a salary cap league, you get him for a lot cheaper than Russell or Fox, or you're able to draft him a, a round or two after those types of guy, those types of point guards. Then kudos to you, you're getting a great value. He's yeah, definitely he not underrated on RotoWire. Go, right. go ahead, Alex. I think you were going to say that. Uh, yeah, we have him ranked in the 30s on RotoWire. He was ranked 30th last season per game. The the only concern I have about him is he had 1.9 steals per game last season. That's a really high number um, amongst the league leaders. If that comes down at all, because steals steals fluctuate a lot, and that can affect your fantasy value. Um, but I mean, he could still up his points, up his assists. Gasol and Ibaka are gone. Maybe he crosses the four rebound mark. Um, I would, I'll, you, I'll you said we've got him at 30, but I think that's nine category, eight category without the TOs. He bounces up to 23 rotowire projections. Okay. He seems to be, he might even be overrated, Ken. Huh. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Let's no, time he's travel great. back to the past pod. No, he's I, great. And it, it, I mean, his ADPs in the 40 to 40, you know, 40 to 50 range, uh, on most sites right now. So, I think that's about where you want to pick him. Um, but as our rankings also suggest, he, you could be getting a top 25, top 35 player if, if you do get him in the 50, 45 to 50 range. Shannon, let's stay with you and go to Detroit for a big man you believe is underrated. Miles Plumley is going to be a walking double-double this year. Walking I'm going to confuse him with I'm sorry, point. Mason. Mason, I, I'm always <laughs> going to confuse all of them. For forever and always. We really need to put the first and last yes. name in the in the show notes for yes. the balls Mason, and the plumleys. <laughs> Mason Plumley, you know, everyone ridiculed the signing by the Pistons, and it makes sense giving that guy, giving a thirty-year-old big three years. Uh, you know, I get it. There's plenty, plenty to poke fun at. But here's a guy who averaged ten and a half, seven and a half, with three and a half assists just a couple years ago while playing twenty-seven minutes per game. He's going to be locked in as a starting center for the Pistons. I don't see how he doesn't play 25, 26, maybe 28, 29 minutes per game. And if he does that, he's going to be 10, 8, and 4 with probably a little bit over one block per game. The only downside is, uh, yeah, there's two things. No no threes and bad bad free throw percentage. But you're talking about a guy, a guy who... Is going undrafted in a lot of stand, uh, standard leagues. Every draft I've been a part of, or salary cap, he's—I I mean, there—he's vastly underrated. What did I get uh, him in, I the, in, the, in the fourth round of the reserve draft in our keeper league, the yes. Rotowire keeper league? There, you have I no would, picks. <laughs> I would have picked him in that league. I would have picked him in the first round as a reserve pick because I—I I think he's a lock for top 120 value this season. You know, when I saw Plumley on your list, I thought, 
Oh, and I especially like his value when Blake Griffin gets his inevitable injury. But Griffin doesn't rebound anymore anyway. He's a perimeter guy, right? Like Plumlee's got the rebounds for Plumlee should be all over the place. He should get eight that just drop into his lap I, by being I mean, the only guy inside. He, for a center, he's not a great rebounder, uh, but I do think he'll have the opportunity to 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 grab more boards this year. Because you're right, Blake is more perimeter oriented these days. Somebody's Plumlee. Plumlee just falls his way into the stat sheet every single game. Like he just, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that Shannon. Um, he's playing pretty well this preseason averaging almost a fantasy point per minute um, per 36. And he's played three games, 10 points, six rebounds, three assists, four steals. Steals is obviously going to come down, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, he, you, the, the, the spot that you can get him um, in fantasy drafts, you know, we're talking like the 150s. Basically, everyone's taking them with their last pick. You can take them, you know, with your second to last pick, your third to last pick, and just kind of give it ahead of everybody. And I think you're in a good spot. Yep. Well, in a uh, points league too, where you don't get damaged for the three throw percentage. Yeah. Nice move. Absolutely. Nice reserve. All right, you got a pair of teammates, Alex. Let's talk about them. Terry Rozier and Devonte Graham. Um, I think everyone is so hyped up about Lamelo that. They are letting Rozier and Graham slip too far. I mean, I think Rozier is the highest risk of of losing um, kind of his role to some extent, but he's still such a good defender. Um, and I don't think Lamelo is going to play 30 minutes a game right off the bat. And again, this Hornets team is bad. I think they'll go three guard lineups. I think there's enough room for all these guys. And it's just kind of relative to their ADPs, right? So Rozier, his ADP right now is 135. He was ranked 67th per game last season. So that that gap is far too high. You can kind of split the difference there, pick him around 90, and I think you'll be getting great value on that. Same with Devontae Graham. Last season, he was ranked 54th per game. Now he's his ADP is 92. That's way too far of a drop for a guy who almost led the league in threes last year, who's an extremely talented passer himself. Um, it's the, the ADPs are way too low on those guys. L- let me say this. If, I, um, if a month or two into the season, if three guard lineup isn't their majority setup, I think they're crazy. I don't know why they wouldn't go three guard lineup. The, they they lack depth. They should run guys out of the building. There's no bigs that are worth a lot of minutes on this squad. What are you gonna you're gonna do ISOs for Cody Zeller inside? Run the damn ball. You know I I just I I don't see with this lineup. Hayward can pass great too. He'd be fantastic setting these guys up when healthy. Run, go with three guards. Yeah, I've I've watched some Hornets preseason, um, which is maybe the saddest thing I've ever said. <laughs> but they're they're a really fun team. They pass a lot. They're a pump fake. Your mother right team. now is just shaking her head. What did what did what did I do? Well, how did what did I go wrong? Where my boys watching Charlotte preseason games. <laughs> and and James Borrego's already said he likes PJ Washington at the five. So maybe Cody Zeller plays twenty minutes, but then PJ Washington gets the rest. Hayward shifts up to the four, and here we go. Yeah. Um, yep. Are you with What's me on that, Shannon? I am. Uh, Graham, Graham, especially. Um, yeah, he was he was a top thirty fantasy player for much of the season last year. Um, he's the assist will probably go down a little bit, but the, the scoring, the three pointers, the assist, it's it's just it's impossible to pa- pass up at his current price tag. I it confuses me. I, I you knew there was going to be some regression baked in. 
um, to at least projected regression baked into his to his stats this year, just because he came out of nowhere last season. Right. Um, and then Mel Mello, we, we have a new Mellow, by the way. We're just going to call him <laughs> Mellow from now on. The new Mellow <laughs> just kind of reinforced that regression that that we had all planned for for Graham. Um, but I think we went too far. Um, his, well, there his, should be plenty of shots for Graham Hayward. Yeah likes to move the ball. He's not going to hog. He's not going to get, get too ugly on the shot attempts. He's going to move the ball. Graham's great. Ca- he's going to be a great catch and shoot guy. Uh, I've seen in every draft I've done. Graham has gone after LaMelo, which that's is crazy insane to me. But do you think some of it is small market team too? Like if Graham was doing this on the Knicks, oh man, he'd be a third round pick this year. That happens a lot. I mean, there, yeah. there, there are boring players and there are boring teams. And we talked about this with like Brandon Clark, right? I don't think people know who he is. Um, yeah. And there are other situations. And, and, and like Graham's that. not boring at all, but he plays on a team that you never see, you know, on TNT until it's contractually obligated to do so. Right. Can <laughs> uh, yeah. give us be- another. Yeah. Ken, before I actually want to take that, you, you guys are talking about players who we don't know who they are, and that's why they're undervalued in fantasy. And that's kind of the the main point about my next undervalued, underrated players. And it's all rookies from this year. I, I <laughs> I've actually gone from now. This is this isn't based necessarily on rankings or ADP. It's based on the results I've seen in the sure. dozen or so drafts I've done. And in my opinion, the rookies are actually underrated. And I know the reason why the, the reason why is because we didn't have March Madness last year. We don't know who any of these guys are. We weren't able to see Anthony Edwards take his team to the final four. So I, I, I to me, that's just everyone's just kind of ignoring the rookies. Um, you've got a couple of the big names. I mean, LaMelo, LaMelo is the one that I do feel like most people know for, for social media and, and reality TV and other obvious reasons. Um, but these other rookies, even after getting initial hype, maybe for some of them, guy like Killian Hayes, we've talked about a lot. He came out ranked really high on a lot of platforms, but, and the, the hype was real. And then he had one preseason game where he had like, I don't know, 25 turnovers and everyone's like, Oh, I'm not touching. I'm not touching him. I'm not touching him. Shannon, isn't some of it though, that look, there's a few rookies who break out each year. Yes. Surprising. But picking which one is just so much harder than someone with a track record. This, yes. And now you've absolutely. got a short preseason. You got no college second half. Like to me, it's just a looking past the individual players. It's just uh, well, you know, it was always a big swing and a miss on a lot of rookies generally. And now we know even less. I'm just shying away. I, I'm not I don't fault anyone for shying away. The the difference with this year compared to last year is, you know, last year you had to pick RJ Barrett with like, well, I don't know, top seventy pick or whatever, top yeah. seventy, top eighty pick if you were that a believer. Didn't pay out. No, no, it didn't. I mean, other than Morant and and even I would say Zion didn't pay out based on the games played. Um it was ADP. Oh. Yeah. No. Only Morant was really yeah, and, and there were a couple other guys. I mean Clark we mentioned, but while we're on the rookie chat, Anthony Edwards, number one pick. Yes. Going to a team with D'Angelo Russell and Carl, Carl Anthony Towns, frankly, a gunner and Malik Beasley ahead of him 
at shooting guard possibly, uh, and then a bunch of de- defensive plugins. I mean, how many shots does Edwards even get in Minnesota? It's tough. Um, I've tried to watch some of the. I haven't watched the full Minnesota Timberwolves games, but I've watched like the ten minute game recaps. The main thing that just sticks out for me is just his athleticism is crazy. Yep. And other than that, I haven't seen a ton from him. Um, you know, he's 26 minutes a game in the preseason, three preseason games. He's shooting 29% from the field, 25% from three, um, you know, more turnovers than assists. It just I hasn't mean, been great. Wire projections has him at 9.1 field goal attempts a game. It's really hard to generate big fantasy value off 9.1 shots a game. I, I get it. I get it. I, I just wanted I just wanted to point out the rookies, and I'm going to name some of these rookies so everyone knows who Lamelo yeah, Ball give us is. The rookies you like. He, based us. on my experience in drafts, I've seen all of these rookies. I think are actually somewhat undervalued. Halliburton, Toppin, Wiseman, Lamelo Ball, Patrick Williams. No one talks about top five pick. He might be starting over Otto Porter Jr. Okoro or the inevitable marketing injury. Yeah, Killian Hayes. But you can't just say all of them. No, no, I'll pick just, a few. Listen, that's seven. That's seven. And the eighth guy I'm going to mention is Anthony Edwards, who we just talked about. Okay. Those are really those eight are really the the ones that are in consideration for me. So I just I just want to throw it out there. Some of these I, guys, Killian Hayes is locked in. He's starting for the Pistons. You know he's going to have struggles, but he's he's locked in. He's starting. The, the the Timberwolves are starting Jake Lehman right now. Eventually, <laughs> Anthony Edwards will get minutes and shots, and they didn't pick him number one overall you know, to, to sit him on the bench. I mean, this guy has the talent to be the number one overall pick. I'll take a flyer on him if it's cost me like the 110th pick of the draft. Yeah, once, you get, once you get past the hundreds, you can justify almost any pick. <laughs> I think yes. Nick Whalen has a giant Jake Lehman poster in his bedroom, right? You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to throw down over Lehman with Whalen. I think Shannon. If <laughs> if they start Jake Lehman over guys like Culver, <laughs> and it'd be a development Edward, issue. It would I, seem like a poor development move to give Lehman a lot of hits. I agree, hundred percent. I won't be able to deal with that. All right, well, Alex, Shannon just threw a little shade on one of your underrated players. You want to go to Chicago? Otto Porter. Um, You know, I know Patrick Williams is there. I know um, Billy Donovan said he might play Thaddeus Young at the three. Um, That probably should have gotten him fired. Um, (laughs) Thaddeus Young, is he 88 or 87 years old? I can't remember. I got to look this up. Anyway, last season – Otto Porter had his season basically destroyed by injuries, right? When he came, when he played, he wasn't right. He missed a lot of games. He's playing well in the preseason, 16 points, 11 rebounds, four assists per 36 minutes. That's 66 minutes total. Um, he's he's actually a quality the, glue guy when you, all your other positions have gunners. Not Wendell Carter is not a gunner, but I yeah. like Porter as a small forward when you've got Levine and White just shooting the lights out. Right. I mean, he played on the Wizards with Wall and Beal. For all those years, right? Passed a heck of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catch, shoot, and keep passing. He's he's been a top sixty player three times per game, and I think two of those were basically top forty. And his ADP right now is one seventeen. Um, it's, it's all health. It's all game count with him. 
But if he plays, I'm with you. He could be great. Nice little steal. Snag him at 105, 110 in your draft. I love Porter. Yeah, I love Porter this year. I own him. I, I have as much Porter this year as any other player. Uh, he's on over half of my best ball teams. Uh, I got him. I just just uh, got him in the staff keeper league the other night. So I, I love Porter. I, I, I do worry somewhat about Patrick Williams, but and I think some of that is baked into Porter's rankings and ADP this year is the fact that they they picked a top five guy at his position. Uh, but Porter's making like 20 million a year and he's a good player, like you said. Before the injuries, before the injuries piled up, he was a great steals three and percentage guy. Those, which yes, you know, the steals and percentages are always underrated. Fantasy owners never think enough about those three categories. So he was always the crafty, help you in categories that are don't get enough attention guy. It's just all does he bounce back from these injuries or not? Yep. And I think I think uh, also working in his favor is small forward. On most format, most platforms I've seen is the shallowest position in fantasy. Yeah, for those specific positional leagues. Yes. Your ESPNs, if you will. Uh, Ken, who give us another underrated player of yours? Mm, I got four here. Uh, I'm going to stick to big names. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler is a little underrated. I mean, CBS has him projected at 32, which just offends me. This is his team. We're talking 2.4 stocks a game, percentage upside. Why would he take a step back after those NBA finals? Everywhere else is ADPs at 18. I give him a little nudge over Westbrook and Kawhi. I'm worried about uh, uh, load management still with Kawhi. Worried about shot percentage with Westbrook. I mean, we're only talking in normal places. We're only talking a spot or two higher for Butler. But that CBS ranking just made me angry. I think, uh, well, I don't think he's getting any better, right, at 31 years old. Um, and injuries, at least for me, I'm still worried about his injuries, right? He's only played more than 70 games twice in his career, and he missed almost 20 games last season still in the regular season. Um, so I can understand having him ranked 32 if you're factoring in slight regression, slight, um, you know, just uh, a decent Correct. amount of missed games, like 15 missed games. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't I don't care what his ranking is on CBS. We've already discussed CBS rankings. (laughs) My I'm more looking at his ADP and the fact that he's basically locked in as a top 20, top 25 pick uh, is actually quite alarming for me. I I don't know if he's ever been a top 20 player uh, over over the course of a season uh, for fantasy. So. Yeah, please investigate as I go on, Alex. (laughs) I would be surprised if he has many, you know, more than like one season in total value per game value. Sure. Um, But I am not picking. There's no way I'm picking uh, Jimmy Butler with the top 20 pick. I just I can't do it. If if he drops, I know you got a good value or he 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 can be had a good value. I think it and both the leagues I did on or I'm sorry, in the stake league that we did on Wednesday, I think he was a pretty good value. Um, I just can't, I can't justify top 20, yeah. but if he well, goes at right. a discount, I did get him, did get him, him a good value in our keeper league. I think I got him a good value in stake league, but you're right. You know, I mostly just brought that up to, because of the CBS yeah. thing. Sorry. Totally. Let me give out a real, let me give out an actual sleeper. Uh, 
that I think is all based on paying too much attention to the playoffs. Okay. Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, he had a terrible playoff, which affected no one in fantasy leagues because the playoffs don't count. He's great during the regular season. He's got a pr- pass first backcourt mate in Lonzo Ball. He's going to move to point guard when they bring in J.J. Redick. Kyra Lewis is 18, 19 years old and not a threat yet to, to playing time this year. We're talking 1.2 three-pointers a game from 40% shooting in the regular season. I'll take that. I don't have to win playoff games with him. Uh, and his defense is really solid. They need his defense on the court. I get everyone dumping on him from the playoffs. I think it was a good move for the Bucks to, to trade up for Drew Holiday. But uh, Bledsoe is just so cheap. Uh, that, uh, I don't know, you know, I think he's underrated. What do you think, Shannon? I, I honestly am not just paid to, like, take the opposite stance of Ken. <laughs> um, you enjoy it. I, there's, I'm not picking Bledsoe. I mean, he's going in the same range as guys like Devontae Graham. Bledsoe, one of, one of Bledsoe's biggest contributions as, as a player on your fantasy team has always been steals. He averaged under one steal per game last year. Under one steal per game. I, I think he takes a step back, honestly. I think we're going to see you know, the lowest scoring total since he played for the Clippers. I, 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 I just don't see it anymore with him. I, if I'm picking him, if he falls and I get him in the 90 to 100 range, fantastic. But I'm not picking him where he's currently, where he's currently uh, being selected. Uh, I gotta say, I'm, I, I lean a little more with Ken here on this one. Um, I think the Pelicans think they're good. And, uh, so I think Stan Van Gundy's going to play blood. So the steals thing, it's, it's a little tough. I've heard some people say that it's the system that Milwaukee plays oh, maybe because every year other than that, he was, I mean, obviously he was a steals beast his whole career. I feel like this, there's a better chance this year was just a, uh, anomaly compared to his other years. Um, okay. You know, he was okay. What, go ahead. Uh, also, let's, this, let's do this quick fire. Yes or no. Would Ooh. you take Bledsoe over these guys? Colin Sexton. Uh, maybe. Ken, you too. Yes. Yes. Okay. You guys both failed already. I don't even do anything <laughs> else. Devontae Graham. Uh, I would not take Bledsoe over Devontae Graham. Kobe White. No. Upside. Upside roof on Kobe. Mike Conley. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Mike Conley. That's fine. Mike Conley's ADP is like 90. And he's going well below Bledsoe right now. So same for Kobe White. Same for Ricky Rubio. Same for Colin Saxon. All these players are better. All of these players are better in Bledsoe. You guys are crazy. You'd rather have Mike Conley than Bledsoe. At 90 as opposed to 75 for Bledsoe? Yes. They're basically going to do the exact same thing this year. Go look at the projections. Uh, Actually, we might have Conley projected. Conley or Bledsoe? Alex will be the judge. That's fine. Who has the better season? Per game value, though. Per game value. Uh, Bledsoe. All right, per game value. No, no, no. You got to judge at the end of the year, Alex. I'm judging at the end. How am I judging who had better per game value? That's nothing. The season ends. It's called math. We got this. We'll do it. (laughs) That's true. Wait, so you're only going per game? That's fine. I'll go per game. Conley or Bledsoe, per game value, high end cocktail. Okay. Done. 
All right, Shannon, give us. Uh, you got some. You got at least one more, uh, if not two more, underrated guys, right? I, I don't have to go in depth about any of these guys, but you know, when you mentioned Porter, I should have said everyone on the Bulls is undervalued except for Levine. You know, whether it's Kobe White, uh, whether it's Porter, Wendell Carter, Mark Markinen, all of those guys. You know, maybe even Patrick Williams. They're all they're all undervalued. Yeah, I, I love I love targeting the Bulls in drafts this year. Uh, and then a lot of older guys, you know, kind of like the the Conleys and, and Bledsoe's of the world. Even bigs, the older bigs are, are also highly uh, or extremely undervalued this year. Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, those are two of them. I actually uh, like Blake Griffin more than Love this year. Uh, I, I think he's safer. Um, Blake looks healthier than he than he has in a while. Um, he's lost some weight, and I believe people forget how good he was that first full season with the Pistons. You know, yeah. they just look at last year where uh, he well, isn't, really the, imp- isn't, isn't the ideal dream you you draft him cheap, he has a great January, and you deal him before his knee blows up. Sure, right? sure, that's fine. But with <laughs> I, I just want to throw this out there. Yes, he played 18 games last year, dealt with injuries the whole time. Even when he played, he really wasn't healthy. Year before that, 75 games, he averaged 24 and a half, seven and a half, five and a half, with two and a half three pointers per game. Nothing on defense, but he was just like a top total offensive contributions that season. He was like a top seven player. Like it was insane how good he was that think, season. Do you think they're letting Wood walk? was a hopeful nod that they thought Griffin could be healthy again. No, it has nothing to do with no. Griffin. Which, it has nothing to do with Griffin. <laughs> okay. Just throwing it out there. All right. And Killian Hayes. You still love Killian Hayes for fantasy this season? Uh, no, I mean, he's going to have his struggles. I'm all over him in Dynasty Leagues. Um, and Points Leagues. I do... Yeah, I, I, I'm okay picking him for this season as well. Um, but it is, you know, if we're talking about just this season, I, yeah, I'd rather have Mike Conley. I'd rather have Fultz. There are numerous guys I'd rather have than Hayes Fultz. for this season. Fultz yeah. could maybe belong on this list. Just There's just so much Markel Fultz hate. Just the sheer hate. Get him cheap. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, should we talk about our friends at Owner's Box? Or are there any more? Underrated names you want to throw out there? Uh, I just got one. I'll do it quick. OG Ananobi. Uh, ADP's 84 right now. He ranked 88th per game last season. Um, Qualifies at center on CBS. Throw that that's out. Fun. Um, that's fun. His, his, his preseason numbers have been okay. Obviously, he's in a great position to improve. But just the fact that you're getting him at the exact same spot that he finished last year, that's just that shouldn't happen. So that's a, that's a good spot for him. Um, do you have one more quick one, Ken? I'll just say, you know what? I Everyone wants to go high upside at the end to an exaggerated degree. Evan Fournier is painfully boring, but that team didn't change at all. They desperately need his scoring. He gets you 2.7 threes a game with 46% shooting from the field. When you get a lot of threes and yet a decent field goal percentage, take it plus 1.1 steals per game. I mean, he's at a he's at 110 ADP. Give me this. You know, I'll take all that safe production while people are gambling on upside guys. I mean, that's kind of his stats are sort of money in the bank. I feel kind of the same way about Terrence Ross. 
Yeah. I draft him every Norman year. Norman Powell. I, I, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, Ken, why don't you tell us about uh, our friends at Owner's Box? Hey, NBA fans. Owner's Box is here to reinvent the way you play fantasy sports this season. Owner's Box is not DFS. They are the first ever weekly fantasy sports platform to combine the best elements of daily and season-long fantasy. Owner's Box is a head-to-head elimination-style format that keeps players engaged through live snake drafts and a new layer of strategy that allows you to become the ultimate fantasy GM. Compete with your opponent over seven days of fierce competition and get paid out weekly. On Owner's Box, users can brand themselves and engage socially on a platform in multiple different ways. Add friends, create custom leagues, and rank up to elevate the trash talk and competition to the next level. Users are able to draft a new team every single day and participate in different types of contests to keep the fantasy experience fresh and fun so you're never out of the game. To tip off the NBA season, if you sign up free now, Owner's Box will match your first deposit up to $500. That's a big match. Think you got what it takes to be a weekly fantasy GM? Visit ownersbox.com slash rotowire. That's ownersbox.com slash rotowire to claim your bonus and make a name for yourself today. Cool. Uh, so before we get into Ken's old man rant and all that good stuff, let's talk a little bit NFBKC. Uh, Alex, we both have drafts coming up there uh, for the Rotoware Online Championship. Uh, my draft I did, is, but Vermont, Vermont will not allow me to participate. That's okay. Sorry. You're you're like our cheerleader, Ken. I'm yeah, you can mind. write a strongly worded letter to the government uh, in maple syrup. Yeah. Um, my my draft is Sunday, the 12 or the 20th of December at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, there are still some spots available if you want to play. Uh, it's the RotoWire Online Championship 10K total prize. If you take it down, um, you'll be pl- you'll be competing probably for between about 250 teams to 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 earn that 10K. Um, what, when's your draft, Alex? Monday, uh, the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, is right. my draft. Nice. So both uh, those drafts are in the lobby. Now, I've got I've got the NFC, NFBKC's ADP pulled up. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do this. We're, I'm going to quiz you guys, see where you would go. Okay. Mm. Curry, Curry and Trey Young, ADP 8 and 9. Which one are you taking at 8, Curry or Trey Young? Young, Curry, Game's I am played. Up. Young, I'm going Young too. All right, that's, and I think that's the range I'm going to target for my my uh, Kentucky draft uh, preference. I think I'm probably going to do like the nine ten range. Uh, still to be determined, but wait, what you know, makes this a Kentucky draft? What's a Kentucky draft? We'll talk about it more next week, Ken. Okay, but oh. uh, it's essentially you get to. The, the third round reversal uh, okay. and you get to pick, you know, for NFC, you get to pick uh, what what's your preference for draft draft spot is. Mm, and mm. I think I think I prefer to be in that eight. to 10 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I know that. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Just based <laughs> on the player pool. Alex, do you have 
you have a preference? Have you looked into it that much or? Um, I, I thought I said it, but it's apparently not set. Um, I think I was, I was aiming for that four or five range, um, trying to steal Harden maybe at pick four. Okay. Um, and mm, just, I, like that. I, Crafty. I, I usually, I usually just opt for if there's a consensus top, whatever. So if there's a consensus top four, I usually just go with four. Uh, if there's a sure. consensus top six, I'll go with six just to get whoever's left over. And I have to think about it. And it's uh, reverse I, snake too. It's reverse snake in the third. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I agree. I guess I, I do think there's probably a consensus top five this year um, with Harden, Dockage, uh Anthony Davis, Carl Towns and, and Giannis. Um, right. I, I might, I might reevaluate this as well. I was just, I'm somewhat skeptical because I think if like, if I got the number one pick, I think I would pick Luca. Um, and you know, you same time, you've got guys like Giannis who, you know, was, was pretty much the number one pick last year. And where did he finish? Like 12, 13 in total value overall. I, I don't know. I, I like the top 10 or 11 guys in drafts this year. So I almost feel like I'm just fine which, with whichever one drops there. You know, in right. Roto, it's a Roto league. And with Roto values, I think Jokic and Lillard and their high game counts, a little underrated here. I think I'd go for 6-7 and hope to get one of those two guys at the 6-7 pick and then feel good about the, the snake in round two and three coming back to me. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love Lillard this year. I'm with you. Yep. Um, all right, here's another uh, question for you guys. Drew Holiday, Van Fleet, uh, 40 and 41 ADP. Which one are you picking? Oh, I think you know which one I'm picking. <laughs> My man, Freddie. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on Fred Van Fleet. I think Drew Holiday, you know, we know Bugenholzer limits minutes. Um, and this is the best team he's ever been on in his career. He's going to be the third option some nights. That, that might be a little exaggerated because he's going to handle the ball a lot. But Van Vliet's in a better position than he was last year, if not identical. Holiday's in a worse spot for fantasy. You also don't want to piss off your new teammates by gunning early on. I think yeah, I could see him deferring to Middleton. Yeah. Now, looking at these ADPs, I will also say it's pretty clear that blocks are a premium um, on NFBKC this year because you've got Miles Turner ADP. Is it blocks or is it centers more it's, premium? I believe it's a little bit of both, um, but mostly blocks. Miles Turner ADP of 52, Clint Capella ADP of 54, and Mitchell Robinson ADP of 60. That's probably the highest I've seen all three of those guys. I feel like you have to decide. So, you know, I have done NFBKC drafts in the past uh, when Vermont wasn't as big an issue. And I feel like everyone reaches for centers and you've got to decide going in who's the one center I'm willing to reach on or you're going to wind up empty handed. Yeah, Yeah. I remember last year or the year before. I can't quite remember. I just punted center and uh, streamed it every single week. Um, with guys who had the most games and you still um, owe us a free lunch, I believe from last year. I think so. You can blame John Collins for that, or I can blame John Collins for that. <laughs> we'll get that sorted. Yeah. Ken, and, and JaVale McGee, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, that too. It's definitely a premium on both centers and blocks. Like both of those things, uh, come into play. Um, yeah, it's a two center league. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna invest in centers rather early and just go ahead and scoop up, uh, you know, like cat, cat and one of those other beasts like Bam with my first two picks. There we go, cat and Bam. That's what I want to do. Um, okay. You're gonna have to go three four for cat, don't you think? Yes, most likely. Like Kentucky. Yeah. Most likely. Uh, there's an argument for him number one in this format, actually. Um, I, I just want to say quick, the nice thing about NFBKC, when you're looking at ADPs, there's a min versus a max. Yes. AD, uh, not ADP, but, well, I guess just general draft position. So you can see the latest guys go and the earliest guys go. So, like, for example, Tyler Hero's gone 67th. He's also gone 106th. Um and for me, a lot of times what I do is I basically make a spreadsheet of these guys and sort them by the latest they've gone um, just to try to get as much value uh, as possible. But it's, yeah. a, it's a great feature on NFBKC. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousin. Uh, the latest he's gone was 150, which would have been before the preseason started. And then after one preseason game, he goes 70. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and there you go. Okay, well, you know, there are drafts. Sunday and Monday night, if you guys want to join, we have drafts running on NFBKC every night um, and every day during the weekend. There, there are some draft times during the day um, between now and the opening uh, opening night of the NBA season. So and get I, in there. I, I think their URL has changed. So I would want to recommend to folks Google the acronym NFBKC. That's the easiest way to find where to go. Yeah, if you go to NFBKC. If you go to rotowire.com on our homepage, there's a 10K Rotowire Championship link on there. Um, so you can find it or Google. Uh, either either one of those options will work. All right, Ken. Let's talk about uh, what's grinding your gears this week. <laughs> you know what stokes my coal? Bad draft night behavior. Three things really bug me. Issue one, be on time. We schedule these drafts or auction nights like two weeks in advance because it's impossible to find a night that works for everyone. Be on time. In fact, you really should show up 15 minutes early to make sure your crappy technology works properly because no one wants to hear you whine about your Atari 500 not working 30 seconds before the draft starts. All right, number two, pause for beer. This is supposed to be fun. I hate it when guys are like, oh, can we hurry this up? I have to get back and help my wife with the chores or the kids really want to see me. That's what the rest of the day is for, the rest of the week. The draft is the time for you. It's the one time you can have fun with your buddies and you should be drinking beer. All right, issue three, same theme really, trash talk. For some of your friends, this night's the only time you're actually going to talk to them. Use the chat box. Have a conference call. Have a group Zoom. This is supposed to be fun. Have fun, damn it. Ah! <laughs> Are there not enough did not enough beer during either of the... That's, oh, my I guess, God. I, it's like you have to pass something through the Supreme Court to get a pause in our drafts. Can I, I get like, two... oh, hurry this up. Oh, I have to get back and groom my cat. Let's go. Yeah, Ken, Ken and I had two drafts together uh, on Wednesday, and I can confirm that every single one of these issues uh, is something he experienced on Wednesday. Back-to-back drafts made it even worse. 
People are like, oh, I need to get back and clean the gutters. (laughs) Don't be in the league if you don't want to enjoy draft night. Go watch the Hallmark Channel. (laughs) There's some great movies on there. Okay, I can't (laughs) mispronounce names. Uh, I thought I said Fournier. Did I not say Fournier? Is Fournier wrong? You said no. I thought you said Fournier. Oh, that would be wrong. I don't remember. That may have, you may have just slipped up there. But I, I don't know. I, There's I would, all over my laptop, so I've been apparently just <laughs> messing things up left and right. I, I was pretty sure you knew it was Fournier, which is why I was confused. Um, French Gunner. The French. What's his French nickname? The French something or other. It's French, you know. I can't. I can't remember. Uh, thank you, everybody. Up. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's presented by Owners Box and BetMGM. Ken, take us out of here. Let's go to Utah for our out quote. Jordan Clarkson, who just signed a four-year, $52 million extension with the Jazz, once said, Y'all know how we have dogs and stuff, right? So I think it was bigger people in the world before us, and the dinosaurs was they pets. Jordan Clarkson. Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.